gonna say it Somebody should Let's talk about two times talk about but one, yeah You're asking the questions That nobody could Like where the bone thaws in All the inharmony everybody. Welcome to another episode of this. I was just looking at a thing today and I was like, you know, maybe we should change, maybe we should change the theme song. Maybe it's time for a new theme song. Hold on. Um, this is the, this is the one I'm, I was proposing mentally or whatever. think does that fit the show i i i feel like it would be you know the the one we've got now is mellow i don't know if, how i feel about mellow i i feel like uh something like that would get people more riled up and then uh i don't i don't know what happens then i feel like it's a little bit like the one i've got now you know is mellow so it leads you in and it's like all right now i'm good and relaxed i'm gonna listen to this thing and then it's like you're half falling asleep listening. Not because this is boring and terrible. That couldn't be the problem. The problem is probably the theme song. But also, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this is a terrible idea. Because here's how it would go. Let's do a test run. Um, hey everyone, today we're going to talk about uh, forming an LLC. <laughs> it's kind of, I feel like I've got two options. I could start 
start big like that and get everyone excited and then immediate letdown or kind of coast to a stop and then have to sort of bring it back up. So I guess the question is, how do I want people to feel about me? Do I want people to feel like um, I make a half-assed, but ultimately not quite their effort to like get people excited or that I'm the boringest part of the whole endeavor? I'm not sure. I'm not sure which is better and which is worse. So uh, there you go. Yeah, it's like, it goes dun, 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 dun. And then I'm like, hey, I've got a Uline catalog. And this time I went through and bent some corners so I could talk about, talk about this. Um, I got this great catalog. Well, first I wanted to talk about, I just went to a, an online session with my sister, the brother's wife's sister, um, who, the brother's wife's sister, my brother's, no, the sister who is my brother's wife, <laughs> Jed, Wilma. Um, and uh, it was like an Ask a Black Lady session and it's fun. And you should go, you can go to askablacklady.net and it will take you to the event, I think. Um, and uh, we, we might have misjudged what we were doing because uh, I, I was under the impression that it's like, ask, ask anything, you know, ask, you can ask sort of fluffy questions or you can ask real serious questions or whatever. So we kind of did a mixture. We asked a couple serious questions and then a couple um, silly questions. And so uh, she, she did answer one of the silly questions. And then I, I sent another one that I guess was silly. Um, it didn't really have pertain to the topic of, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter or any of what's going on as far as that goes. Um, it was a question I had, though, that I was like, you know what? Maybe that just needs to be a helpful snowman question then. And the question is, okay, time travel is invented. Now, we're going to assume this is like back to the future style time travel, meaning like I can go back um, in the past and see my younger self. I think that could happen in Back to the Future, right? I can't remember. I don't know if Marty ever went to when he was there. But uh, let's just say this is a, a version of time travel where I can go back in time and I could see like myself um, as a younger man. I could see everybody right? And then what happens, um, what I do in the past does change the future. But let's, let's not go crazy. I always think this is kind of funny because uh, like, what is that butterfly effect? I think sort of popularized this idea, but other time travel things do this. This is something I don't like about a lot of time travel narratives, which is it makes it seem like um, that classic Homer Simpson goes back into the, like, the Jurassic period accidentally kills something like a little lizard and then the entire future of humanity is changed completely um and i guess that seems theoretically possible but also theoretically unlikely it's sort of like uh i i feel like time and the entire world are this is getting real cosmic but time and the entire world are on such a big scale Right, it's sort of like if I was drinking, a, if you were drinking a twelve-ounce glass of water and one ounce was urine, that would be a noticeable difference, I expect. 
If you drank from an entire uh, tank of water, like a huge, huge bucket of water, a, a drum, a 50-gallon drum, like you could get from this Uline catalog, sent to the manager of the shipping department at Helpful Snowman LLC, which I guess is me. <laughs> um, one of the drums you could get in here and you put an ounce of pee in, in the water, you probably wouldn't notice. Um, it probably wouldn't make as big a difference. And I, I kind of think like if you take all the elements of time, life, and the entire world over the period uh, of whatever, of history, making even what would seem like significant, you know, if I went back and killed my father and then I was never born, I don't think it would like radically change the course of human history. I guess maybe that's the thing. To write a time travel story, you got to be a little full of yourself. You got to believe like, oh my God, everyone has an impact. You got to be an optimist to write a time travel story. So anyway, um, that's the version of time we're talking about here. You can go back, you see the past. It's it's one thing. There's not like multi-dimensions. Um, what I do in the past will be known in the future, but it's not like probably going to destroy the world. Seems fair, right? Um, so, my question is, how long after that happened would it be before, let's say, let's say a bored husband who's like 50, and he's, he's been happily married for 25 years. So, they were both 25, got married. They've been married for 25 years. Now, they're both 50. How long before that bored husband says, you know, I wouldn't mind sleeping with my wife, who I love very much, when she was 35, 15 years ago, my wife. So the husband goes back in time um, to when she's 35. So they've already been married 10 years at this point. He's still recognizable. He's like, I'm your husband. I'm from the future. Time travel has been invented. Um, I'm only from like 20 years in the future. So there's probably already rumblings about time travel being invented. Perhaps it's already been invented and only used in, you know, very controlled ways, but now we've kind of just decided, fuck it, we're going for it. Or uh, I'm a scientist and I'm developing this. I've probably told you about this already. I can't really remember every conversation we had like 15 years ago. A lot of them were you complaining about your sister or something, but here we are. So he goes back in time. He's with the younger version of his wife, but they're already married at that point. And uh, if he had... So then he has sex with his younger version of his wife. But, you know, he's him. She's her. And when he comes to the future, uh, she will then remember the time that his her 50-year-old version of her husband came from the future and had sex with her when she was 35. My question is, does this count as cheating? Is that adultery? Um, is that like, I don't know if I mean legally so much. I just mean like, is that cheating? I feel like it is, but I'm not sure why. Because it's not like having sex with a clone. Because um, that's like another person. And eventually, right, a life of experiences will turn that person into another person. So it doesn't work. That's not a good, that's not, you're not going to get away with that one. Um, it's not like having sex with your wife's twin. It's not like 
just sleeping with a younger woman. It's uh, the same person. And you're also, you're not going back to when you're like, let's go back to when she's 20 before we ever met. Um, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I just remember being particularly attracted to her at that time. And you're like, yeah, hey, she's pretty attractive. It, I wonder if that would happen. And what, what would that be considered? Is that like, if they talked about it, the husband and wife beforehand? Um, also, how, would, it be, would it be wrong of the wife to be like, here's what you should say in order to convince me, to win me over? Because I, I now, as a 50-year-old, can a 50-year-old woman give consent for herself in the past to have sex with her own husband? I don't know. Like, it's so complicated. I feel like everyone's real focused on, like, what if you see yourself? Do you explode or something if you touch yourself? Touch yourself. If you touch you from the past? But uh, I think it would just suck, too. Like, if you could go into the past and then you saw people, I think I would just feel like, oh, my God, we've all gotten so old. I didn't realize how old we all are. Because when you just see it day by day, it's like, eh, whatever. I feel the same. But, uh, you know, more aches and pains and shit. But if you went back 25 years or whatever, I think you'd be like, holy fuck. What happened to us? Look at how, what we used to be. How, how we used to be. Look how easily you just, like, you went down the stairs. It was like you didn't even think about it. The stairs were just like, like walking down a hallway. <laughs> they were not like a all right i'm gonna take a deep breath i'm really gonna think about how i'm walking on these stairs I'm gonna be listening for the snap crackle pops going down the stairs let's see what's going on <laughs> oh can you imagine i used to live a life that way and now now look at me ruined um that was that was the question that was a very long version, but that was kind of the question I asked was like, if you did that, would it be cheating? Um, and or if you had consent from your wife to do that, would it be cheating? Would you consider it cheating? Or how would you feel about it? It would be weird because I feel like I would be pissed off about it if I was the person who didn't time travel. But I'd also be kind of like, well, I got to admit... Me, 25 years ago, was quite a bit more of a catch than me today. <laughs> like, let's all be honest. I would be a little insulted if it happened today. Because it'd be like, you're going back to see me when I was 20? That's not going to be good. That's like borderline pedophile shit. Like, let's, let's calm down. That's not going to be... You're not going to be pleased. I feel like that would not work to my advantage or my wife's advantage. Like she'd go back, see me when I was 20 and be like, Oh my God, is that who I've been sleeping with this whole, like that, the person that I married was one time this person. That's horrible. That's just awful. And now I feel gross, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe be fine. I gather that this has some relation to the book slash movie, The Time Traveler's Wife. I've never seen this. Um, but that there's there's time travel involved and it's like the guy is time traveling and seeing his wife at different points in her life. I mean, I would like to see 
my partner at different points in her life. I think that would be entertaining. I don't know if I'd want to interact with her. But I think I think maybe it's for the best to not necessarily know too much about what people were like when they were um, 13 to 32. <laughs> Something like that. I feel like that range in there is kind of like, hey, you know, you gotta just let them become what they're gonna become. Because right now they aren't what they're gonna be. So just forget about it for now. Anyway, that's my hypothetical. Feel free to answer um, with your answers. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna be any good or if I'll like them. But you can email them to me or tweet them at me or whatever. Um, is it cheating to time travel and sleep with your own wife during the period of your marriage? That's also I feel like a key element. Although I don't know why I feel that way. Somehow sleeping with your wife in the past, but when you're already married isn't cheating, but sleeping with your wife in the past before you were married, I'm like, oh my God. Okay, so Uline sent to uh, manager of shipping department, Helpful Snowman LLC, and then my address. This is quite a catalog. I mean, they put this together and they must send out so many of these. I used to flip through, there were... Um, a few catalogs we got at the library. This was one that I thought was interesting. I always thought Uline was interesting because I was like, so this is where you get shit like, you know, a caution wet floor yellow sign that you see everywhere. This is where you get like the uh, men's room sign that you see everywhere, which is the little lumpy guy. This is where you get all these things that you've seen everywhere, um, including weird shit that you don't even really think of. You're like, oh, you can get like a plastic thing that creates a speed bump for your parking lot. <laughs> you know, stuff like that that most people wouldn't think of. There was also two furniture catalogs. Uh, Brodart, which I thought was a really funny name, but it could not compete with the funniness of the name Gaylord, which was the name of the other one. And I always thought, man, that's a, that is a tough name, but, you know, good for their company. I gotta imagine there was somebody who founded that company that got made fun of a lot in school, and then they're like, "Fuck that! I'm calling this my, I'm calling my company this," and then everyone who's like making fun of me for being a gay lord, and I'm like, "Eh, well, yeah, the gay lord name is worth billions now. So how do you feel, fucker?" So the first one I selected was, um, what's funny is they have like cardboard boxes of different sizes. And some of them have items next to the pictures, the display pictures. And I think the idea is so you can kind of tell what size the box is. So, for example, here's a box and sitting on top of it is sort of your standard plastic milk crate. And I'm like, okay, I kind of know how big a milk crate is. So that makes sense. But then I got this one and it's like a weird statue of a deer. And... I don't understand how that's supposed to demonstrate to me the size, the dimensions of this box. I don't know how big this deer statue is. It's like a metal statue on like a concrete base. Also, the deer is standing with all of its legs as like its feet are all touching. So it's standing at a weird point. I've never seen a deer stand like that. It's like its legs have been roped together by one of those bolo things that everyone had on cartoons. Or here's another one. 
and the object they've chosen is a unicycle. So an object familiar to like 1% of people. If you happen to be the box order person for your company, and you're also a unicycle enthusiast, I guess this might mean something to you. But even then, th there's like, I hesitate to use this term, the normal unicycle, and then the tall unicycle. And uh, I hesitate to use that term because there's nothing normal about a unicycle. I mean, that's got to be something somebody invented just because they're like, what, the bike is too easy for you? You're like, I've never wiped out on a bike. I knew how to ride a bike immediately. I mean, it's kind of surprising to me that a bike isn't just a trike. I don't know why it's always uh, two wheels instead of three. Is it faster? You know, it's like the motorcycle industry's gone the opposite way. They didn't have the trikes, and now they got the trikes because it's like, well, once you're an old guy, you're like, hmm, if I wipe out, I'm going to die. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get this. All my bones will break. Let's see. Here's an automatic letter opener. <laughs> I mean, I wish, I wish I got enough letters, professional business letters, to necessitate a letter opener. That I'm like, oh my god, I'm so exhausted from opening all this fan mail. Like, who am I, fucking Santa? I gotta open all this mail? An automatic letter opener. I mean, who is in the position where they're like, well, I'm not quite busy enough or whatever to hire like a secretary or someone to work here, but I am busy enough that opening letters is taking a significant portion of my time and energy. But on the other hand, it's only like 20 bucks, $22. And auto activation when an envelope is inserted, it's a portable handheld unit. I mean, maybe it's not so bad. Four AA batteries. And you can see these AA batteries on page 596. <laughs> okay, I see what's happening. I always, um, it always makes me laugh because uh, I started this with tools, like power tools, like you buy a drill. And they're always trying to sell you a cordless drill. But I know that's a scam. Um, most cordless drills are like fine. You know, they're fine on power, they're fine on whatever. But what happens is the, the batteries eventually hold a charge for 15 minutes. And then you got to buy new batteries. And the batteries are expensive as flock if they even make it for that model of drill anymore. Just get one that plugs into the wall and gets an extension cord. What are you doing? Are you building like a... If you're building something in the middle of the field, then yeah, I guess you're going to need a fucking charger. But also, how are you going to charge the battery when it runs out? So your like, time working is limited by battery charge? That doesn't seem like a great idea. That's Pete's, that's Pete's uh, helpful snowman tip for the day is get a corded tool. If, you, if you're going to use it at home, just get a corded tool, man. Let's see. Okay, I have a Zebra ID card printer. Now, I was thinking it would be pretty funny to buy this. Because I was like, I think it would be funny to get this and then make IDs for myself and Poon Master Flex. And, you know, to request that she wears her laminate um, around. Because, you know, I'm like, you know, I just, I don't want people to, from around the building to run into you and not know who you are. Um, and call security or something like that. I don't want to have any ugly incidents. 
So it would just help if you wore your laminate. Okay, we've gotten some reports that you have <laughs> been wearing your laminate all the time. Um, I, I'm going to need you to wear it all the time. I thought that would be a funny joke, but this machine costs $2,500. But it makes a card in 25 seconds. It makes a, an ID card every 25 seconds. Which again, how many fucking ID cards do you need? But maybe, maybe this is like how, what you do. You invest in one, right? And then what you do is you just throw up on Craigslist like, hey, I'll come do your ID photos for your business. I'll print these out. I can print one out in 25 seconds. And then, uh, then you're all set. What do you think about that? Circular garment racks. Every kid's... They should have um, showed that with a kid hiding in the middle. I think it's like, uh, that's the whole point of those, right? Is it's fun to hide in the middle from your mom. This was like how you would protest going to the mall with your mom. She'd be in JCPenney and you'd be like, oh, God. What are we going to do? Buy me pants? Wow, that sounds fun. You know, I'm going to just get in the middle of this circle of clothes. You can just walk right in here and no one knows. And then just sit there. And then you kind of get bored because you realize either A, your mom knows damn well that you're in there. And uh, is like, well, he'll come out. He'll get bored in five seconds. And she's totally right. Or B, she hasn't even noticed you're missing. But either way, whether it's A or B, she's got way more patience for shopping than you do for hiding and her panicking that you're not there. Um, this is one called a shrink tunnel. And uh, apparently it's a shrink wrapping thing. I thought it was kind of like a shrink ray that maybe like you go through a tunnel and then you've shrunk something, but it's not, it's not cool. Um, here's a handle with care label, which I think of as a fuck it, throw the shit around label. Like where, where's the, I mean, you know, I ordered like, um, coffee beans online. So those will show up you can feel free to like throw that shit around. I mean, if some boxes need to be handled with care, some do not. Um, when I get, when I get a, uh, precious comic book in the mail, precious comics in the mail, I don't want that shit thrown around, but, uh, yeah, coffee bean, like that's going to be fine. Throw it around. I don't care. There needs to be another label so that we know. And also, I think people should not abuse the handle with care label. It's like, well, I know that this uh, book that you packed in this envelope is, you know, that you like it. But it's like, it's not going to get hurt by getting thrown across the room. Believe me, I've seen many a book thrown across a room. They're usually fine. Um, I thought about getting a huge bunch of labels. I could get 500 labels that say do not forklift. And uh, I could put that on everything in the house. I don't think there's really much in our house that I would say, you know what? Go ahead and forklift that. That's going to be fine. Uh, most of the things I would say uh, applies, the rule applies, do not forklift. Uh, urinal and toilet floor mats. So these are like mats that you put under a urinal 
Prevent puddles caused by water or a gentleman's poor aim. <laughs> Sir, I don't know who peed all over your floor, but he's no gentleman. I'll say that right now. I think it's kind of funny because it's like, uh, we, we invented tile floor so that you could uh, pee on it, basically. I mean, so you can clean it. But the problem is the grout. This is what people don't know. The grout is very absorptive, absorbent, absorbent. And uh, that's, why, that's why a lot of your bathrooms, that pee smell never goes away. Because you've got tile and that seems good, but then you got the grout and it's going to stay in there forever. Um, also, you can get urinal blocks. Sometimes I think, not in this catalog, but are called urinal cakes, which I think urinal blocks is a much better name. Um, urinal cake is disgusting. Like, why would you compare that to, oh, this is a cake that you pee on? Oh, wonderful. Um, if you had one ounce of pee in an entire cake, you might not know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, I did wonder if you could get custom. I don't know if, uh, ladies may not be familiar with that. So the two of you ladies who listen to this show, but like guys have probably seen this. You can get those, there's like a... What do they call them in here? Urinal screen. Um, and you put that in your urinal, and basically you put that in there. It's like a filter, a plastic filter you put, or a rubber filter you put in the urinal, um, because guys will put... It used to be cigarettes was the big thing you saw in the urinal, so that keeps the cigarette from going down and clogging the pipe. Now it seems to be chewing tobacco, or those little packets of chewing tobacco. You know, or it comes in like a little uh, burrito folded thing. And then you can chew without, I guess, the mess of it. I'm not, I'm not totally sure what the deal is with those. I, I don't know if that's better or worse. Seems pretty much the same. But anyway, uh, you used to be able to get like custom versions of these. You know, so you could advertise your business, which I always thought was kind of an interesting method of business advertisement. This is kind of like when you'd see occasionally some bold person had put up a sticker on the wall of a urinal. So it's like probably higher up than most people are peeing. But I mean, just the idea of touching the interior of a urinal, not ideal. Um, there used to be one at a park we went to that had like a target on it. And so it was like, you know, you would get more points or whatever, depending on where you your urine went. But it didn't actually like tally it in any way. This was like a you know 1980s thing, so it's just like I guess I peed mostly in the hundred. I do wonder if this was someone's clever idea to get young boys to pee as close to the center as possible, as much as possible. <laughs> I don't know. Um, young kids though, like when you're little, the urinals and toilets are too tall. Like, you have to arc it up in order to get it in, and it's never going to happen. Ugh. Here's one of my most hated things in the world. If, if we ever work together, um, if I ever, like, own an office or something, and I have a water tank, like a deep rock or something, and it's got cones for holding water next to it, um, that means I hate you. I hate cones. Who came up with this idea of the water cone? It's like the cup is right there. 
I have to believe the water cone was invented after the cup. And so it's like, if someone, can you imagine like somebody handing you a cone of water? Some motherfucker has the audacity to give you water in a cone that you can't set down. um, So you just have to drink it. I mean, I guess maybe that's the idea is like, let's just have people drink this water right now and then go back to work. Um, maybe this too, maybe the cone was like a bigger thing back in the day before you would hear all this stuff about like, how much water should you drink a day? And it's like, God forbid you ask the wrong person that question. You'll, you'll hear everything from like, well, I start the day with a gallon of water. Um, and then I do a little work. I check my email. Then I plow through another, and you're like, okay. Um, Just as another little tip, I read this uh, book all about sports recovery. And basically what they said is, uh, you know, sports and exercise scientists said, um, thirst is a pretty good gauge of whether or not you need to drink. (laughs) If you're thirsty, then yes, you should have some water. But there's this old song about like, uh, oh my God, if if you're thirsty, it's too late. You're already dying if you're thirsty. And then... You know, this kind of goes back and says, like, well, hold the phone. Um, If that were the case, wouldn't we all be dead? Like, wouldn't everybody be dead by now? Wouldn't we all be doomed? How would, like, the caveman know to drink water? If he's walking around and just by the time he's thirsty, it's like, it's too late. He's doomed. He's going to (laughs) die. If that were the case, I I don't think we'd make it. Right? I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be? So anyway, you don't need to drink that much water. Um, here you can get inspection gloves. Cotton, white cotton inspection gloves. I thought it would be kind of fun um, to get these for the purpose of, you know how like you go to someone's house and they're like, I'll give you the tour? I think it would be great to pull on a pair of white cotton gloves and be like real obnoxious about like, okay well, I thought you were giving me the tour. I'm just kind of doing some inspection here. Opening the cabinet to look at the plumbing under the sink. Running your finger on most surfaces and being like, hmm, interesting. Rub your thumb and finger together for some reason. As if that like tells you something when you're like, I'm looking at a white glove that's now gray from dust. I think that has given me the information I sought, but whatever. I just, I feel like that would be enjoyable to me. It's funny, like, taking the tour at someone's house. I can't even remember the last time I did this. It was a while ago, but I just remember doing it and sort of, like, they. it seemed like they sort of didn't want to show us the bedroom and stuff. And I was like, I mean, I don't need to see the bedroom. Or, you know, if there's, like, stuff going on in the bedroom, like, it's just not clean or whatever. I don't need to see it. That's fine. You could, you know, you can maintain your privacy. It's cool. Let's see. Oh, safety scoreboards. Now, I like this. It's like, you know, this plant has worked blank days without a time accident or a time without a lost time accident. Accidents are avoidable. There's an analog and a digital version. The analog is $49 each. The digital is $299 each, but $289 if you buy three or more. Now, I, you gotta, 
I guess you can only buy multiples of this if you have multiple like warehouses or factories. Because you can't put like three of these in the same place. Then you got to update all of them. It's going to get all fucked up. But who's going to go every day and write how many days it's been since an accident? Like, who's going to say, hey, we didn't have an accident yesterday. Um, but I did think that would be a pretty hilarious thing to have in our house. Because um, why not, right? Like, why not have that? Um, here's a peanut dispenser. This is like a packing peanut. It's a giant funnel filled with packing peanuts. And then you can squeeze a valve and the peanuts just come shooting out. Um, and I was like, wow, this seems like something that's, I, I don't know what the prank is that you pull with this, but there is one. I don't know what it is, but I know that there is one. I know there's some kind of good use for this that I'm not thinking of. Here's some soundproofing foam. You know, that egg crate foam. I guess maybe some people who are like professional about their podcasts and stuff would probably be pretty into that shit. But, uh, you know, I think we're doing fine here. I think we're doing fine. Now, here's there's pages and pages of industrial tape. You know, 1.8 mil tape, 2.6... I don't even know what that means. Um, but there's one where it's got a, a strip of tape that has been pulled down and then around a dumbbell and is suspending a dumbbell off the ground. I'm not quite sure how much this dumbbell weighs. But uh, it's... it's you line, you're bordering on as seen on TV here. You're, you're walking a line. And I don't know if I like it. I I felt like this was a pretty professional catalog before, and now I'm feeling a little like, eh, guys, I don't know. Then you can uh, you can also get like gifts free upon upon request, depending on uh, how much stuff you order. Like if you order three hundred dollars or more, you can get T-shirts, like a Major League Baseball T-shirt, or if you order. I don't even know how much. Oh, $2,500 or more, you can get a deluxe zero-gravity chair. Which, I... This is, like, crazy. A zero-gravity chair. Gravity is definitely still happening when you're in this chair. Maybe it's, like, real comfy, and they didn't want to call it real comfy. They're like, what if we said real comfy, but in a science way? I know. Zero-gravity chair. We got it. But uh, I'm, I'm not buying it. I, for one, am not buying that. Zero gravity chair. But this, see, this is also how the rich get richer. Some fool in an office who's like, let's put together... Oh, I'll put together the order. I'm doing the ordering for you, line. I'll just put this together. And then all of a sudden, they're wearing a Major League Baseball t-shirt that they didn't pay for. That's a $15 savings. And the rich get richer. Well, I think that's everything for today, don't you? Have you heard enough about boxes and containers and shipping? Um, I am the shipping manager, acting shipping manager, I should say. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be permanently in this position. But as of today, I am the shipping manager. And this has been our shipping management podcast for Helpful Snowman LLC. I've been your shipping manager, Pete. 
And uh, we look forward to next time when, uh, I don't know, the CFO is going to talk. <laughs>